What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Jake, Justin, and Gage. My name is Matt, and today we are continuing our NFL preview series, going division by division, and we are moving to the NFC, starting with the NFC North. We'll break down each team individually, and then we will rank these teams four through one at the end. But first, I'm going to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, and we are sponsored by Fubo TV. That's the world's only sport-focused live TV streaming service with top leagues and teams, plus popular shows, movies, and news for the entire household. There is no hidden fees. Go get a free trial. Browse available plans. I personally have used Fubo. I loved it. You get tons of channels. You can watch tons of sports. If you haven't been paying attention to anything I just said, football's back, baby. If you want to watch football on Fubo TV, the NFL, hit the link in the description to go check that out. But we will start this Gridiron episode with the team that finished last in the NFC North last year, that being the Chicago Bears. They ended up with the worst record in football, getting the number one overall pick, and obviously traded that for a bunch of other picks and players. Also signed a bunch of free agents because they had the most cap space in the NFL this offseason, all of which to help build around their young quarterback, Justin Fields. So Gage, I'm going to go to you first, my man. Give me your thoughts on the Chicago Bears in this upcoming season. Hopefully I do Kyle justice here. Um, <laughs> Justin Fields, I think, is their guy. I'm glad they didn't go quarterback number one overall and traded away. They just yep. hot, super high ceiling. And he showed it last year, doing a lot on his legs with very little talent around them. Now, the Bears did exactly what you want in a team, if you're a fan of, and how they built. Uh, trade away number one pick for DJ Moore, which will greatly help Justin Fields. And a bunch of other picks for the next two to three years, which is how you build a team. Their mm-hmm. offensive line got better because you need to protect Justin Fields. You need to let him do it with his arm more than his legs. But his legs will be a weapon that teams have to plan for. Defense got a lot better. Jadis sign. I cannot pronounce his name. <laughs> I forgot who. I'm not even going to try. Uh, their defense, their pass rush got better. Tremaine Evans. Yes. And Tremaine Edmonds, you had trouble with that? No, name? no, not Tremaine Edmonds. He just signed oh. a couple days. Uh, in, in oh, Yannick Ngakwe? Ngakwe, yeah. Oh, Ngakwe, okay. Oh, Yannick. Yeah, the yeah, recent Yannick. signing just a few hours ago. Yeah. There you go. Tremaine Edmonds was also a huge linebacker to fill Roquan Smith. But Definitely. I will summarize that I think the Bears will be vying for the division. Mm. I think they take a massive step. Yeah. And it might be a hot take they're going to make that big of a step. Because if you think they're not going to be much better than that last year, I don't think you should have watched anything the offseason the Bears did. But looking at it, I think they make a massive jump, especially if Justin Shields takes a step. I think they'll be one of the best teams in the league. Oh, one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, that would be I w- one of the best like teams the, in the league. That's like division Go winner, for four seed. Like, ooh. You're talking about Chicago, right? We're talking about Chicago? We're talking about the Bears, yeah. I I know for me, uh, at this point, I think this year I would be surprised if they were the division winner. But like you said, I would not be surprised at a big jump for the Bears this year. I think they're going to be much, much better, like you said. Uh, Jake, I will go to you next, my friend. What are your takeaways from this uh, Chicago Bears team going into this new season? I will say offseason's been good, Uh, including what he said, you know, with the two linebackers. Like Tremaine Edwin's... Uh, TJ Edwards and Robert Tanyan, you know, this is a great tight end, serviceable tight end. But I will say this, they lost David Montgomery. So, you know, I don't know. 
I really don't know. It's 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 something that I want. It's something that I would have to wait and see. Three, you're three for year Fields. Three. Yeah, you're three for Justin Fields, and usually year three would be the make or break year, right? To show what you're really yeah. made of. So mm-hmm. Herbert did it. Mahomes did it. Well, Mahomes always does it every year. Rogers did it. Roethlisberger did it. So let's it's it's a good history for quarterbacks to break through in their third year so let's see if justin fields can follow that path but i think overall this bears team they'll they'll be okay you know i won't say they'll win the division okay but they'll be okay yeah i agree yeah i think i think they're they're like like i talked about like both of you talked about they're definitely gonna be better but how much better i think will uh remain to be seen so justin i'm gonna go to you my man same thing for you. Give me your takeaways from uh, the Chicago Bears and how do you think they're going to do in this uh, upcoming season? I'm taking the opposite approach. I think they're one of the most overhyped teams this mm-hmm. whole offseason. Now, do I think they're do I think that they are the most improved team? Yes, I do. I think their defense is going to get a lot better. I think their receiving core is a lot better with DJ Moore as their wide receiver one. And I just think that this season solely relies on two things. That offensive line, which had Justin Fields running for his life, and Justin Fields himself, because it is his third year. This is the make or break. You got everything you wanted. You got your receiving core, you got your running, you got a better offensive line, and you have a defense. Now it's time to see what you're really made of. As a Giants fan, I know, because I've had the same thing with, uh, <laughs> I've had the same thing with Daniel Jones. See, like the third year is always like, okay, are you going to take that step forward or do we have to start evaluating? I expect the Bears to be like middle of the pack. I don't think they're taking the division crown though. Maybe fight for a wild card spot, but I don't expect it with the division. Yeah, I'm in a similar spot with uh, with you as far as the uh, as the Bears go, Justin. I like their I, I really like their offseason. I mean, they followed the model that a lot of teams have followed with their promising young quarterbacks over the past couple of years. They shirt up their weapons, like you guys said, with DJ Moore, and then they shirt up that offensive line with Darnell Wright out of Tennessee in the first round, who's been getting a lot of rave reviews. Apparently, he was running as fast as receivers and like tight ends were and d- defensive backs were uh, in in their conditioning drills, and as well as Nate Davis at guard in free agency. So. And now are their skill position and offensive, you know, offensive line elite now? No, I don't think that. But they've at least given Fields a chance to succeed and see if they, he's at least their future at quarterback. I believe Fields is going to improve a lot as a thrower this year. You know, he's obviously already had, you know, he's obviously already one of the greatest running quarterbacks of all time based on the fact that he had the second most rushing yards ever in a season last season. Um but, I mean, he's been bad as a passer so far, if we're going to keep it real. Like, I mean, it's not all him. That's a combination of below-average weapons, I think a bad offensive line, and him being inconsistent as far as throwing accuracy goes. So, he'll be better this year, and I think this team's going to be really fun to watch. Now, is there much substance to this team? Can they, like we were talking about, can they make the leap to be a playoff team like a lot of people said they would be? I think we'll talk about that a little bit later as far as when we get to ranking these teams. But And, and maybe, you know, they can because the NFC is a far weaker and more wide-open conference than the AFC is. We'll see, but yeah, I think it. I think it remains to be determined as far as these uh, Chicago Bears go. They certainly don't have a Super Bowl like ceiling this year. I think you know for them, a, a playoff ceiling would be would be a solid one for them. So, but yeah, we'll see with the Bears. I, they're definitely an interesting team. Uh, but that's going to move us to the Green Bay Packers, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, where in Week One we will see a starting quarterback not named Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre for the first time in 30 years since 1993 as Jordan Love will line up under center for the Packers and obviously there is some uncertainty about how this team will perform now that they don't have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time uh, behind center. So Jake, I will go to you my friend. 
Give me your takeaways from the Packers and how you think they're going to do this upcoming season. Everyone start getting behind the Jordan Love bandwagon right now. I'm telling you, it's it's too much of a pattern here. It's already happened twice. I won't be surprised if it happened a third time. If that's the case, we're all screwed. Um, but I will say they lost a lot of talent. They lost Alan Lazard, Amos, Randall Cobb, Tanya, Mercedes Lewis. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a team that I will think is going to be terrible. It's, it's, I just mm. think they're going to be terrible. LaFleur, I don't. I've I think she, I think you were a cheerleader from day one has never ever and I will say with Aaron Rodgers listen if you don't win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers at your quarterback and all the many dumb decisions that LaFleur did kicking a field goal while down by eight remember that one of those decisions yeah against Tampa Bay should, should I say the Staley of the NFC Probably not. Ooh, that's, Staley's, that's harsh. Staley, Staley's a bit uh, Staley's a bit worse than Lafleur, but I think that he's made some boneheaded decisions decisions over the years. And I, I, if if he can make this team, which is completely nothing, into something, that will say something. But his ass is in the hot seat right now. It is. I'm not as uh, I'm not I'm definitely not as low on uh, Lafleur as you are, Jake. I think he's a solid football coach. You know, it's for, I think his first three or four seasons he won however many games. I think it was like twelve plus games his first three or four seasons. So uh, I don't think you do that with a as a as a bad football coach. Here's the thing with the Packers. I think they're going to be the team that surprises everybody with just how many games they win, and it has nothing to do with the players on the team. It has everything to do with the schedule because if you see mm. their schedule, they play the NFC South, which is Garbage, garbage. Not garbage, and then you have the AFC West, and outside of what Herbert and Mahomes, who you have, Denver that was coming off of a trash year, and you got Vegas that you don't know what you're getting with Garoppolo, so they can surprise some teams, eke out a couple of wins, but if there's one thing I know that defense is going to be the thing that fails them the most. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Green Bay, uh, they've they've had some inconsistent defensive play, like you said, especially, you know, with Rodgers. That's been an excuse that a lot of Rodgers fans give over the years is the defenses, uh, the defenses have let them down a lot. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they've they've been a solid defense, you know, the, the kind of middle of the pack the last couple of years haven't been terrible, but, you know, they've there there's still a lot of work to go. Um, so, Gage, I'm going to go to you, my friend. Uh, Packers, man, what are your takeaways from the Packers? Uh, I'm with Jake on this one. So, like Jordan, Lo- Jordan Love. I think we'll be that guy. Um, it's a Green Bay year, tradition. It is. This, this year, though, it won't be on him. That team's just going to be bad. And it won't be any fault of his. He'll do what he can. But he is he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Patrick Mahomes that can Shit, do yeah. it all themselves. <clears throat> he's in his first year starting. So you have to manage expectations. But I do think he has the talent. And being in a backup as Green Bay has done for so many generations now will do him good. And he will be very, very good going forward. The talent around him, though, is god awful. That offensive line is old. The offensive line was not good last year either. Mm. They lost a lot of talent. And their defense, I I have a hard time seeing them being anything above like 18th in the league. So yeah, the cards the cards are stacked against him. Matt Lafleur, I think, is a good offensive head, offensive coach. 
Is he a great head coach? He's going to have, this is definitely a prove it year in that regard. Do I think he's on a hot seat? No. It's a transition year. It's very hard to be in the hot seat as a coach for that year. Next year, though, following, yeah. if they have a bad year, then, yeah, I can see hot seat going on there. Mm-hmm. I will I will add, I don't think LaFleur is the worst coach in the league, but I do think that he's made some stupid decisions, which has oh, decreased my value with LaFleur. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's like a below average coach. I would say he's a above average. He's like the Kirk Cousins. He's a Kirk Cousins coach. That's who he is. He's a he's a coach anywhere Kirk from Cousins. like 11th eleventh to thirteenth. That's Matt LaFleur. He's like Coach right. Kirk Cousins. He's not anything special. He can win you some games, but you're probably not gonna win Super Bowl. As far as the Packers goes for me, I mean, it sounds like a casual take, but I think this team's going to go as far as their quarterback is good. And I mean, you know, Jordan Jordan Love showed some flashes last year, albeit in extremely, and when I say extremely limited action, I mean he threw 21 passes. So it was extremely limited action. But I, I when he came in that Philly NFC, game, though. yeah, but like I, like I was going to say, when he came in against Philly, when Rodgers got hurt, he looked like a mini Aaron Rodgers the way he was throwing the ball. Like, obviously, he's I don't expect him to be Aaron Rodgers right away, but could he develop into something close to Aaron Rodgers? Possibly. I'm not going to rule that out. You know, he he looked really, really good. He's got a similar throwing motion to Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's got a lot of pop on his arm. He's got a lot of juice. He's got a really good arm. So, yeah, I, from the limited action I've seen and from what I've seen in Jordan Love on training camp so far, too, he's looked really, really good. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, he ends up being a really, really good quarterback. But I think there's going to be some growing pains for him this year, and I think there's going to be some growing pains for this team. I don't think they're they, this is a very high-ceiling team. I think their ceiling, absolute ceiling, is around one playoff exit i could see them you know sneaking in as a wild card potentially but this is a round one playoff exit it's absolute ceiling team this year they're not trying to win a super bowl this year they're trying to see what they have going forward and if jordan love can have a solid year and show some flashes i think if that happens that's success for the packers you know people don't i think realize jordan loves 24 you know he's a he's still a really young quarterback he came into the league as, as, as a 21 year old you know so and with not that much college experience either so he's still a young football player and the team is young too like they have a young young roster they only have three players uh 30 and older on their team and that's tied for the second fewest in football with a couple of their division rivals that being the lions and the bears so they're trying to get this team young and this young team to build together and you know i obviously removing a 40 year old quarterback from your roster helps with you know making your your roster younger but you know they've got a pro they i don't i wouldn't say their roster is terrible i think they've got some players who they can build around um but it's you know i I certainly wouldn't expect them to make any sort of run uh in the nfc this year but we're gonna move to a team that I think is going to be really, really good next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run in the NFC next year. And we're going to the 3-1-3. That's the Motor City, baby, where Detroit Lions shocked a lot of people last year. They were expected to be one of football's worst teams and ended up a tiebreaker away from being a playoff team. And they had an elite offense led by Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown while adding a bunch of potential impact pieces this offseason as well. So... Justin, I'm going to go to you first on this one, man. What are your thoughts on the Detroit Lions for 2023? Everybody keeps sleeping on Jared Goff. This is one of my favorite stories in the NFL. I seen hard knocks when they were just building this team. And I just love the fact that they've been competing. And they shook, they like shocked a lot of people during the draft with the picks that they made. Because they basically reloaded on that offense, made it a lot more explosive. Drafted some other pretty good linebacking core, helped that defense out. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them and Minnesota competing for the division title. Listen, Detroit, like you said, Detroit's got a, they're talented, man. They've got a really talented, dirty Dan Campbell as the coach. He, make, he I want to run through a wall for Dan Campbell. I'm about to run through this wall just thinking about Dan Campbell because he's, he's that guy, ladies and gentlemen. Don't sleep on Dan Campbell either, ladies and gentlemen. But Gage, 
I'm going to go to you, my friend. Give me your thoughts on the Detroit Lions for 2020. I'll start off right where you left off. If Dan Campbell isn't your top three of active NFL coaches, you'd run through a wall for right now. I don't know what you're watching. If you ain't watching a post, <laughs> have, you, have you seen Dan Campbell? Hard knocks? Yeah. Have you seen him? Dude, I love this team, man. I would run. He literally said, I'd run through a brick wall for you guys. You guys got to do the same. That's what he did. That was day one of spring of of uh, that man's in tears and conferences, like showing Mm -hmm. love for his team after a first win and and last like two years ago. And I'm so glad they kept them around and they had a good season Mm -hmm. last year. Man deserves a work, everything, everything you want in a head coach, everything you want in a head coach, right there. Yeah, makes good decisions on the field, too. A lot of people that you say, Oh, they're they're a player's coach, but they make terrible head coaching decisions. He's one of those rare unicorns where I, th- I think he does a great job of both. Mm-hmm. And the only other person in that top three, I'm a little biased, is Robin Sala, who has made de- very good jumps in head coaching. Is also what league known as one of the guys you want to run for a wall for. Mm-hmm. The team as a whole is not a hot take anymore. <laughs> the Detroit Lions are a good team. Good football team. If you think it's if you think it's a hot take now that they are a division to contender, you didn't watch football last year. No. They have potentially the top three offense in the league. Again. Jared Goff is slept on like hell, like Justin said. Like everyone forgets how high he got drafted. That he's been to a Super Bowl, albeit they got blown out. And just because I got traded for Matthew Stafford and had to rot in Detroit for a year or two. Like, the, he was a part of one of the best, if not the best, football games ever to be played, dueling against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and the Monday night game. So, he gets a lot of flack that's undeserved, but I'm glad to see his success and the Lions' success after all these years. If the defense gets better, it won't be close in the division. It won't be close. I'm high on the Bears, but I'm higher on the Lions. I think those two will be fighting it out of who wins the division. Mm-hmm. And I, if their defense is even top 15, that's a dangerous team. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, like you said, maybe the, maybe the people who did sleep on the Lions, like you were talking about, maybe they did watch football last year, but only through the first seven weeks because they were fucking terrible through the first seven weeks. They were one and six. And then afterwards, they went seven and two down the stretch and looked like one of the best teams in football. So, yeah, like you said, I don't think anybody's sleeping on the Lions this year. This is a legitimately good football team. I have a semi-hard on right now for Dan Campbell, okay? <laughs> with, with the way that he's just been operating things is just – chef's kiss beautiful i love it okay everything that he's done has i want to say everything that he's done has turned to perfection but so far you saw last season now they're riding momentum i hope the cheap narratives of the detroit lions uh folding when we place expectations on them ends this year Uh, as far as this lions team though and as far as my opinion on the lions go I'm higher on the Lions than just about anyone. And you guys were talking about it. I love the makeup of this team. Like I mentioned, they were supposed to be terrible last year, and they won nine games and were a tie break away from, from the playoffs. And they easily could have given up in that last game against the Packers because they were, you know, actually eliminated from the playoffs for that game. But they were like, nah, fuck that. We're gonna eliminate the Packers. This is this is what we do. We're this is this is the new Detroit Lions, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. They're, they're the new Detroit Lions. And listen, like, they were top. 
They were, yeah, they were top five offense in both points and yards, and their defense improved drastically after the first seven games of the year. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, they started off one and six. The defense allowed an NFL worst 32 points per game, and then they finished seven and two, and the defense allowed 22 points per game, which still isn't great. But when your offense scores as much as the Detroit Lions offense does, you're going to win a lot of games allowing 22 points a game. So I think that defense gets even better with their additions. They also improved offensively as well. And listen, I wasn't crazy about their draft because they definitely reached for both Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell, their two first round picks, the running back uh, Jameer Gibbs, that is out of Alabama and Jack Campbell, the linebacker out of Iowa. So they did reach, but I mean, you look at their first four picks. I mean, they got two guys out of Alabama and Jameer Gibbs and Brian Branch, and then two guys out of Iowa and Jack Campbell and Sam Laporta. And all four of those guys are extremely, extremely good football players. So I think they get a big W for, you know, as far as those four players come in. I think all four of those players are going to come in and make an impact for the Lions. So they've got a lot of really, really good young talent on this team. Uh, I'm really, really excited about the Detroit Lions. Uh, And I think this is easily the best division or the best roster in the division. Excuse me. I think they easily have the best roster in the division. And I think they have the best coach in the division too. Cause like we talked about Dan Campbell was a dog, ladies and gentlemen, that man is an absolute dog. I love that. I love everything about Dan Campbell. He's awesome. But we'll transition to last year's division winner. That's the Minnesota Vikings who won 13 games last year and ran away with the division, but they were eliminated in the wild card round by the New York Giants. They obviously won a lot of extremely close games last year and were obviously led by the Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson duo. So Gage, I'm going to go back to you and give me your takeaways on the Minnesota Vikings for this upcoming season. Uh, It's going to be short and sweet. I don't think they're a good team this year. Like, Kirk Cousins is serviceable. We know who Kirk Cousins is. Justin Jefferson is number one receiver in the league, no doubt. That guy. He Like, that is him. Mm-hmm. But there's only so much you can do. Uh, they lost Dalvin Cook, who I think still had plenty in the tank. But I get the running back market nowadays. I don't think uh, Alexander Madison's it. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to give you a lot on the ground. And they know Justin Jefferson's coming out. You lost Adam Thielen. You got Jordan Anderson, but he's already in trouble. Yeah. So, you can see how long that plays out. Their defense, I don't think they do anything fantastic on that side of the ball again. So, it, it, we all knew they were frauds last year. <laughs> they won some close games, but... God, that was not the team that should have been winning some of those games. Their schedule and how it's going to play out this year, it's going to be the same thing, but the division is just so much better that they will get blown out in the division and just sink down the standards of the division and won't make the playoffs. Yeah, I can't disagree with too much of what you said. I mean, like you said, they were. I, uh, I'm. I was leading one of the bandwagons of the Vikings were fraudulent last year, and you know now they have a first place schedule, and everyone in their division, maybe besides the Packers, got significantly better. You know, so yeah, I'm not a big. I'm not on the uh, Vikings train this year either, Gage. I'm with you, uh, Jake. I'm going to go to you, man. Give me your takeaways from the Minnesota Vikings for this 2023 season. Uh, and the, for the people who are watching, go back five seconds. You would see me yawning. It's the same thing with it's my attitude towards the Vikings. It's Minnesota sports, everyone. Let's just be real, okay? What do we really Damn. expect out of Minnesota? Nothing, okay? That's the answer, okay? Damn. Minnesota. Oh, well, don't Minnesota, Minnesota the Wild like that. Oh, I was thinking the Wild. <laughs> the Wild? Oh, I'm so sorry. Kaprizov, I apologize to you. You should be free from that hole. Anyway. So we lose. Here's the thing. You guys lose Dalvin Tomlinson, Peter St. Kendrickson, or Smith Jr. Okay. 
Those are four big names. Peterson, not so much. Tomlinson was great on the defensive line. Hendricks was up for the linebacking core. And then you have Irv Smith, who was, was uh, you know, uh, more of an unproven commodity up until the season. But he proved himself. Hence why Cincinnati signed him. And I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. They're going to suck. And I'm going to love it. Okay? Because... Who 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 did you replace your talent with? You didn't want to you didn't want to sign your franchise linebacker Eric Kendricks. No, but you want to sign Byron Murphy. Congratulations. No, uh, Marcus Davenport too. I mean, I, I give him a shout out because you know I sent him my sincere condolences. But I think by week three he'll he'll want out. I mean, I mean he just signed. It'd be crazy to get asked for a trade by week three. I'm telling you, they're going to suck by that much. He's going to be like, I wanted to win. This place is not where I want, not, not where it's not, it's not a place that's going to win. I want to leave. The thing is, because if you look back at the draft class and you say they drafted Jordan Addison, do they really need another receiver? Was that really your number one concern after losing your linebacker in free agency? Was that really? All, that's all I'm gonna say because, yeah, I don't think losing Adam Thielen was gonna hurt you more than losing Eric right. Hendricks or your old offensive line being mid at best, and Kirk right. Cousins not getting any younger, not getting any more mobile, and Justin Jefferson can't throw himself the ball either. They they here here's here's one hundred here's here's one hundred percent logic <laughs> when it comes to the draft class, right? We don't have a second round pick. Or at least I mean, if anyone is Justin Jefferson's. We don't have a second round pick. Let's draft the receiver. Sorry. I'm being I'm being satire when it comes to the Vikings. I do hope, I do hope. I, I love their coach. I do. There's a that's a bright side. I love the coach. He's done a lot, especially with helping Kirk Cousins mentally. If you've seen the quarterback series on Netflix, right? He's done a lot with that. And it's something and like I said with the Detroit Lions, it's chemistry goes a long way. You have to have more than a head coach and a star receiver and Kirk Cousins behind the center. Defensive line is good. Okay. You're worried about the linebackers, which was top heavy on Eric Kendricks. So that's my take on the Vikings. They're going to suck this year and I'm going to savor every minute of it. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, apparently you don't like uh, the Midwest. You don't like Minnesota at all. Uh, so it's, uh, not that I don't to... like it. it's just that I don't like their sports teams. Their sports teams have had a bad history when it comes to this. Telling you, yeah, well, and, same and, thing this year. And their fans aren't gonna like you if they hear that. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a. It's okay. I'll have a beer with them. Destruction of the. I'll have a beer with you guys, and we'll enjoy the misery. It's okay. You can you let go. me know in the comments if you want to. All right. That sounds Ten good. Minutes. That sounds good. All right, uh, Justin, I'm gonna go to you, man. Uh, give me your takeaways from the Vikings here in 2023. Okay, so this is the thing I see. The Vikings essentially have the opposite problem that the Packers had when Rodgers was there. When it came to Rodgers in Green Bay, what was the problem? He really needed a receiver. They kept drafting defense and then his eventual replacement at quarterback. The Vikings need defense. And what did they do? Let's go get a receiver. Let's go fill up this offense. And then let's go get on the back end some, you know, no name real defensive players that go to schools that were good like maybe 10 years ago. Uh, but Here's the problem that I see on both sides of the ball. Offense, Kirk Cousins, probably one of the most disrespected quarterbacks from how he produces, albeit during the regular season. 
And he's such a nice guy, but it's really only because he has a fully guaranteed contract. So he can deal with all this, knowing that the money's coming in no matter what. That defense, though, I'm a Giants fan. We played them twice last year. Daniel Jones was able to run three naked bootlegs in the same drive, each for over 10 plus yards, because they just have no real identity on defense. They can't pass rush. The linebackers really can't stop the run like that. Their backfield, I feel like anybody can just throw bombs at them. So all in all, this is how I see this going. They got a lucky schedule. Same thing I said about the Chicago Bears. Same thing I said about the Packers. They got a lucky schedule. I can see them being top 10, maybe sneak, maybe top five on offense, but definitely being lower on the defensive side. And I wouldn't even be shocked if they're 32nd in total team defense. Yeah, they're, the, the defense is not good. It was, it, what was it last year? It was third, they were third worst in points per game last year in football. So they were they were down there with some of the worst defenses in football. And, and it was really Justin Jefferson that carried, Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, obviously Kirk Cousins, you know, doing his thing as well. But those guys were carrying them to, you know, a lot of those close games. But in my opinion, I'm, I'm with most of you guys. I mean, listen, I wasn't a, I wasn't even a believer in them last year and they won 13 games. And even, even going into that 13th, you know, after they won the 13th game, Justin, I, I firmly had your Giants beating them in that playoff game, and sure enough, you know the Giants beat them in that playoff game. So I'm sure, I'm sure as hell not a believer in them this year. And listen, I like Kirk Cousins a lot more now after watching quarterback on Netflix, but I'm still not convinced with him. I don't think Kirk Cousins is ever going to get you over the hump as far as winning a Super Bowl goes. He'll get you to be a good team, he'll get you to be a respectable team, but I don't think he's ever going to win a Super Bowl. I just don't think he's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. And like you guys were talking about, defense was awful, third worst in points per game in football, and they won a bunch of one-score games. They won 13 games, and they had a negative three-point differential. They were negative three-point differential. They won 13 games. That shows you this team was not good. They were an average to below average football team that got really, really lucky in a lot of one score games. They were fraudulent last year, like Gage said. It's why I picked Danny Dimes and the Giants to beat them in the playoffs. And mm -hmm. I'm not the biggest Danny Dimes fan. Justin, I don't know about you. I'm not like a huge Danny Dimes believer or anything like that. And I picked the Giants over them in the playoffs. So I don't think they improved this team in the offseason that much either. I like that. I like the Addison pick because, you know, it's an offensive league now and wide receivers are more valuable than they've ever been. Obviously, they do need defense, but. You know, if you can load up on offense and it's it's a lot easier in today's NFL to win some offensive football games. So I wasn't mad at that pick. Him and Jefferson are going to be dynamic if Addison, you know, can stay out of trouble. And Byron Murphy at corner and Davenport at the edge will help the defense. But I think the defense, like you guys said, is still going to be really, really bad. And two teams that finished below them did a lot better in the offseason than they did in Detroit and Chicago. So, yeah, it's I'm. I'm not seeing it with the Vikings this year as far as, uh, as as far as the playoffs go. So this will lead us to our rankings for this division. And last year, like we talked about, the reason why we did the order we did, we did it reverse order. So the last last year's division order was the Vikings, then the Lions, then the Packers, and then the Bears finishing in last. We're going to tell you how it plays out this year. So we will start at four and work our way up. So, Jake, I'm going to go to you first, man. Who is finishing last? I feel like I know where you're going to go with this one. Who is finishing last in the NFC North? This season, Packers. Oh, never mind. Uh, I, I, I know, I, I know, I'm not the biggest. I know you I'm did not all the that. You did all that shit with the Vikings, and you go say the Packers go finish last because I have a personal vendetta with the Vikings um, because they beat us last year. Um, but I will also say that with at the end of the day, it's the Packers because with the Packers, what what are you expecting out of the Packers? Nothing wholeheartedly saying that they're going to be bad 
Um, but I hate saying that, but especially when they have the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions in this division. But this isn't 2018 anymore, where it's heavily lopsided every year. I will give them maybe a five-win season. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. You really think they're going to be bad. Okay, yeah. That's a... Uh... That would be a well, bad I mean, year for if the it's Packers. last place, you got to go a little bit further down, right? So, Justin, uh, who do you think is going to finish last in this division, in your opinion? All right, before I say it, uh, I think this is going to be a really competitive division this year. I don't think nobody's going below seven wins, honestly. But if I'm choosing the last place, I got to agree, it's going to be the Packers. I'm sorry to all the cheeseheads. I just think your quarterback is still very green. I don't think – I think he's going to be good. And I think the schedule is going to favor them getting at least those seven wins. But I don't think it's enough to do anything more than that. I don't think it be, your defense is enough to carry you the rest of that way. But I will just say, maybe 10, 15 years down the line, if Jordan Love does work out, that front office is going to look like a bunch of geniuses to have only three quarterbacks in 40 years. The NFL draft is such a crapshoot. You never know who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. People who you think are going to be good end up yeah. sucking. People who end up you, who you think are going to, you know, be suck end up good, you know? So, yeah, you, it's uh, sports is a lot of luck if we're being realistic. And it obviously right. is a lot of skill and a lot of people hardworking, but especially with drafts and stuff like that, it's a lot of luck. So, Gage, I'm going to go over to you, my friend. Who do you think is finishing last in this we're NFC We're going to make it three for three on the wow. Packers. Uh more with Jake on this one. They're going five wins, and that's that's all because of Jordan Love and his play playing above expectations or two expectations for some people. Right. But the rest of the team is just going to let him down, and they're going to be bad. Yeah, they potentially lose five out of six in division. Like, He's going to make I, Aaron Rodgers plays for Jordan Love, and that's just not yeah. going to work. So. I think. Detroit takes two from them. I think Chicago potentially takes two from them. And I think they split with Minnesota. I think yeah. they're just the power shift in that division over the last 15, 20 years is just going to completely 180. And that's how the division's going to look. And it's going to have Green Bay at the bottom for at a least while. this year at minimum. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, it's it's a it's definitely going to be a power this year. Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely going to be a power shift, like you said, because the the not the Vikings, the the Lions have been at the bottom of this division for basically all of our entire lives, you know, for the most part, you know. So, and the Packers have been at the top because they've, like Justin was talking about, they've had those two quarterbacks for the last thirty years, you know. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it definitely could easily be a shift. So, as a whole, we're going with the Packers, but my personal opinion, listen. Bottom, I think the bottom three teams in this division, I think they're all going to finish with similar records, either the same or a game apart. I think Minnesota is going to finish last for me. I think they're an average football team at best, and I think they're below average. I think this team's going to finish 7-10 and 10 at best. I don't think they are good. I am not a believer in Minnesota. They don't have a defense. Last year, they got super lucky. They were a below average team last year, and they got worse. And like we talked about, all these teams besides the Packers in division got better, and they have a first-place schedule. I don't see it with the Vikings this year. I think they're finishing last. I'm, I'm not a big believer in the Minnesota Vikings. But as a house call whole – we are going to say the Packers are going to finish fourth in this division, which will move us to third place in this division. And Justin, I'm going to start with you on this one, my friend. Who do you think is going to finish third in this division? Let's shock everybody. Da Bears. They're going to be in third <laughs> place. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't believe the hype that is going around with the Bears. I think they're going to be the most improved team, but I don't think they're going to win enough games 
that defense with all the new pieces do got to gel together. That's going to take some time. I don't believe in Justin Fields as a quarterback. I have been following him since him and Trevor Lawrence both got out of high school. And I think he is one of the most dynamic quarterbacks, but I don't think he has the arm or the IQ as a quarterback he does need to lead a team into the postseason and deep into the postseason. He may need another year or two. So if he improves, then I might have a little more hope. But until then, I don't see them winning maybe eight, nine games. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of around where I have the Bears too, eight or nine wins. Yeah, I don't I don't see them making a, a tremendous jump, but I definitely see them being better, like you talked about. Um, but yeah, it's all gonna come down to Justin Fields, like you said. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh Gage, I'm gonna go to you, my friend. Who do you got finishing third in this division? To continue with the full 180 flip, I have Minnesota at three. I again, I just think the Packers are gonna be a worse team, but Minnesota is also just gonna be a bad team. Like mm-hmm. all if ends are butts, their bright spots is game manager Kirk Cousins who's not going to lose lose you the game and Justin Jefferson but other than that they got issues and yeah. I feel bad for Zimmerman who's a good coach who's going to have to now go through this because it's it's, yeah, no. re- it's coming up on rebuild time real mm-hmm. quick yeah, no doubt. I mean, they're they're like you said, it's definitely coming up on rebuild time. I think they're going to start, you know, unfortunately for Kirk Cousins, I think, you know, they're going to start looking for a new quarterback here in the next couple of years. Because, I mean, like like we talked about, he is definitely uh, he does definitely get disrespected a lot for the regular season numbers he puts up. But as far as postseason goes, I mean, most of these teams are playing to win a Super Bowl, you know, especially the Vikings who have gotten close over the years. They got close with Case Keenum, you know, and now they you know, now they can't, you know, get back to that point with Kirk Cousins. I think at a certain point they're going to find a find a time to move on. So, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't think they're going to have a good season, Gage. Uh, Jake, I'm going to go to you, my friend. Who do you think is finishing third in this NFC North? The Chicago Bears. I mean, I love I love the Chicago Bears. I really do. Like how, how are you going to hate have, the Minnesota Vikings so thoroughly? And crazy, bro. Wait. Wild behavior. <laughs> wild behavior. I know it's wild behavior, but I'm being realistic also. I know I have bias towards the Vikings, but with the Bears, they're just way too, they're too young and too inexperienced. Slow build up to what will eventually be the wonderful ending hopefully a super bowl for the chicago <laughs> maybe i i i i couldn't really say that without cracking up i really i i would say in this modern era it's a curse for the bears to be anywhere close to a playoff contender but this is the best shot they have i think with the bears they just need to keep just need to keep doing what they're doing take them in the take them in from the draft and free agent signings that fit their scheme and we'll be okay but this year, it's another progressive step forward. But again, third place. I think, you know, the Bears, they're an interesting football team. And obviously, you know, we've got the majority of you guys who are who are picking the Bears. So that's going to be our third place team. But for me, this is where I would have the Packers. I mean, uh, like I mentioned before, I know a lot of people, there's some people who are really high on the Packers who think they can make the playoffs this year. I'm not one of those guys. You know, I, I think the Packers are going to have some growing pains like we talked about. Jordan Love, he, he, you know, he looks really good in camp so far. But again, He's going to have some growing pains. I think next year for the Packers is going to be a year where they they look a lot, a hell of a lot better, and they make a playoff run potentially. Um, but this year ain't going to be it. So I think it's going to be seven and ten or eight and nine at best for the Packers. Um, and you know they're gonna they're gonna have some growing pains this year for sure. So, but as a whole, 
We've got the Bears in third. So we've got the Packers in fourth, the Bears in third. That's going to move us to the second place spot in this division. So I'm going to go to Jake on this one first. Who do you think finishes second in the NFC North? Can I please get a drum roll? As no. a lot of you have been expecting this moment for a little while. The Detroit Lions, second place. I'm telling you. What? I'm telling what? you. Listen, listen, listen to what I have to say oh, before we jump off a bridge here. I'm going to jump off a bridge. I will say the Detroit Lions, they're going to make the playoffs this year. And in my, in my hypothesis, it will be, it will be a second place finish. Okay. For the Detroit Lions, they will have a 10 win season. 10, 11, maybe. But again, this is all how, you know, Jared Goff can be and how Dan Campbell if I love Dan Campbell, I am the biggest Dan Campbell fan out there. Was... I'm, no, I'm I'm fine with you picking the Lions second in like someone picking the Lions second in the division, like someone doing it. Not you after you gave <laughs> that 77 minute rant on how terrible all Minnesota teams were and how I'm... Minnesota sports are a joke. I'm not taking that from you. It's just not happening. <laughs> I'm not accepting that. Oh man, I'm sorry, but Detroit Lions second place. They may even beat the Vikings, but the Vikings, I think they're just going to win. I think, I think, I, no, I'm not saying, I'm saying the Vikings, because they're the more experienced team, but I'm saying that because of how their past history goes, do you really expect anything different? Do you really? Second place is great for Detroit. Okay. For the city of Detroit. Let's start baby steps here. Again, that's that's a fine prediction for people who didn't go on 38-minute rants about how the city of Minnesota or how the state of Minnesota was just terrible and everything. So that's fine. You can pick the you can pick the Lions in second, but not after that entire rant. Mine is not going to spoil anybody. Before I get into that, can we just make a video with Jake going through that whole rant (laughs) and then say, "Who do you think is going to win, the Vikings?" (laughs) (laughs) Please. Please. So I had to take the headphones off for that slanderous fucking take. <laughs> but speaking of the Vikings, they are my pick to go second, um, to be in second place in this division. I'm looking through their schedule, and honestly, I think they're going to start out two and five for the season. They're going to go on a nice little win streak, and then they're going to run into Cincinnati, where Joe Burrow should be 100% from that calf injury he got in camp. Uh, and then he's going to start like rattling off from there. So I think... Justin Jefferson, I think uh, Kirk Cousins, I think they're going to be a top five offense altogether, pending Jordan Addison, hopefully not pulling a Henry Ruggs speeding again. Um, and I think they're going to eke out like 10, 11 wins uh, and possibly end up in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, the Vikings still have some pieces there, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm not a huge believer on the Vikings as far as, you know, their ceiling goes. Uh, but Gage, I'll go to you, my friend. Who do you think is finishing second in the NFC North? The Detroit Lions. Bro, get out of here. Um, <laughs> this is going to make it really interesting on how we're going to rank this now. <laughs> this is going to make it super interesting because I have the Bears. Mm-hmm. Their ceiling is a super hard ceiling in my mind of maybe they'll make the playoffs. And if they do, first round exit. Like I think that's their hard ceiling right now. But I can't in any conscience say they'll be worse than the Vikings or the Packers. I think they're going to be 9-8, and 
eight and nine range. And I think the Vikings are going to be a little bit worse. And if on the high side, I think highest potential out of that whole young team is 11 and six. And like, that's their hard cap. But realistically, nine, 10 win season, get your second place. Because the first place team, I think, is going to be well above that. Unless they hard underperform. Yeah. I mean, I think, listen, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'm with you, Gage, as far as Chicago finishing second. But we already put Chicago at third. So I think we're going to have to do. Uh, there's only two teams that we haven't ranked. So I think most of us are picking. Most of us are picking the Detroit Lions to win the division. <laughs> so uh, we're going to put Minnesota at second for now, just because, you know, that's one of the two teams that we have left. So we're putting Minnesota at second as a whole. But for me. I think, like you said, Gage, I think it's going to be Chicago. Um, like I said, I don't think any of these bottom three teams have much separation. I see Chicago at eight and nine, maybe nine and eight, uh, but they have improved their team. I mean, they've given Fields a shot to have success, and I think he'll have a good year. I heard uh, Colin Cowherd say he's a YouTube quarterback. I don't believe that personally. I think he's a really, really good football player. I think he's got the makeup to be really, really good. You watch that. Uh, I believe it was Clemson and Ohio State when he was just getting cracked in the ribs in the college football playoff and the dude was just throwing dimes the entire game, you know, just crazy deep balls the entire game. So I think he's a dog if you give him the right personnel and they certainly have given him a lot better personnel. So I think the Chicago Bears are going to be better. I think he'll be a lot better this year. I think he's going to show that he's going to be the franchise quarterback for the Bears. The defense is going to be better. I think they could fight for that last spot in the uh, in the in the um, the NFC playoffs. NFC, at best. I think it also helps that the NFC is going to be it's going to be weaker. Yeah, I mean, you've got so, yeah, the this this North division isn't great. The South isn't great. You know, the NFC East is good. The NFC uh, the NFC West is pretty solid. But I mean, there's a lot of teams in the NFC that really have no real ceiling. So yeah, they could definitely fight for one of those last couple playoff spots. But I think that's their best case scenario. Like you said, Gage, I think they're hard capped at a, at a you know first round exit for them. So, um, but that's going to lead us to our division winner. And mo- I know where all of us are going, but I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, Gage, I'm going to go right back to you, man. Who you got winning this NFC North? Uh, I have Dan Campbell winning the NFC North by himself. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's the time. Like you saw it, the, the evolution next of year one to year two of him in the head coaching spot, and year two to three. I hope it stays the course. I hope Jared Goff gets his confidence back and plays almost a mirror of what they played last year. Him and Amon Ross, St. Brown. If you know that team could stop gambling, it would be more of a sure lock. But here we are. <laughs> Uh, no pun intended on the Sherlock. Uh, Jameson Williams, when he gets back on the field, will be a dog and a half. And Penesul is going to give, he's going to be a top five lineman for a lot of mm-hmm. years. Man, yep. athletic as hell, big as hell. Offensively, I think they're sound. Defensively, I think they got better. And again, if they are anywhere remotely top 15, top half of the league that team is going 12 and 5 13 and 4 all they do is need to support that offense that they don't have to go out and score 30 plus points a game and fight for their lives every fourth quarter week to week yeah but now they just need to score 24 as average like they did last season or get it down to 20 I don't see them losing a lot of games. And their schedule is not that tough either. No. So I, there's team. a lot of potential here. And I think they do win the division. They'll come in at the four seed. Because I think, well, three seed. Because the other 
because the NFC South is just atrocious. So I think they'll be worse. So they'll play a wild card team. Depending on who it is, I have them go into the second round. That's probably their hard cap. Second round exit. Yeah, they're uh, like like most of us think. Uh, they're a really, really good football team that's going to win the division. But I'm going to go to someone who doesn't think they're going to win the division. Jake, who do you think is going to win this division, my friend? Can you make me take my headphones off again? <laughs> Be my guest because I am taking that risk and I'm going with the repeat of last year, Minnesota Vikings. Okay? Not saying they're going to win 13 games this year, but... I think they're just going to win that one more game where the Detroit Lions couldn't do. (laughs) (laughs) Now, all right. So here's the thing. I agree with Jake on one thing. It's going to come down to one game. It's going to be one game. It's going to be between Minnesota and Detroit. Because if you look at the schedule, two out of their last three games, they play each other. They play each other in week 16. They play each other in week 18. So mm-hmm. this is that's going to be the time where you determine who's going to actually win the division. And listen, there's one X factor in Detroit that we didn't even talk about this entire time. Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden, nice. What other defensive end do you know as a rookie getting nine and a half sacks and three interceptions? Now, oh. I don't think another three, but he's definitely going to go for double-digit sacks. I'm guessing probably in a neighborhood like 13 to 15 this season. And I think he's going to run all over Minnesota. I think Kirk Cousins is going to see his back multiple times during both of those games. And that's going to be what determines that Detroit will be the Kings of the North. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with, uh, I'm obviously with Gage and Justin. I mean, Lions, I think the Lions win this division by a couple games. I think they've got the best roster. They've got the best coach. You could argue they've got the best quarterback. Jared Goff was better than Kirk Cousins last year. Look at the numbers. He was better. Um, we're, we're not going to get too far into it, but he was better than Kirk Cousins last year. So I think it's close because listen, as far as quarterbacks go, cause no, none of the quarterbacks in this division are really elite. You know, we've got a bunch of maybe not mid, but guys who can be, around top 10 and not really get into the top 10. I think a lot of these guys are obviously Justin Fields. If he hits his ceiling, will easily be in the top 10. But the rest of these guys are kind of hovering around, you know, to the, the 12 to 15 range for this season, I think. Um, but listen, I've been I've been on record about this since like December of last year. I don't know if you guys know about this one, but I've been very, very vocal about this take. Uh, this is easily my hottest take that probably I've ever had. Uh, the Detroit Lions are going to be in Super Bowl 58. Uh, they're going to be in Super Bowl 58. I think they'll have a Philly-type jump from last year the year before philly went to the super bowl they were supposed to be bad they ended up going nine and eight and made the playoffs that's basically the same exact thing the lions did last year they were one of the best teams in football the last nine games of the year and they only got better they were seven and two the last nine games of the season show me the best i am not betting absolutely not not betting that nope 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 i I don't have enough money to bet that i I don't have enough money to bet that a hot take i'll also bet on that too i'll also bet on the well this is a five dollar little five dollar ticket I can make a lot of money for sure. I look at the I can make a lot of money with that for sure, but I'm not going to bet it. I don't trust myself enough to bet. I, I would turn myself into a degenerate gambler, and then you wouldn't see me on the house call anymore because I would be homeless <laughs> from degenerate gambling. So, uh, yeah, that. But, but listen, they were one of the best teams in football. Like I said, the last nine games of last year, they only got better. I think two out of the three teams in the division got worse. I think they win this division. They win 12 plus games, and they go from the wild card round 
you know, because they're I don't think they're going to be the top seed in the NFC. I think Philadelphia is going to take that because Philly's really fucking good. Uh, and then they're going to go from the wild card round to the Super Bowl. And they're I think whoever wins the AFC is going to beat them in the Super Bowl. But I think the Detroit Lions, easily the hottest take I've ever had. They're going to the Super Bowl. God damn it. Detroit, baby. It's up. 313. Everybody in the 313. Put your mother- let me, hands let me up and follow me. They have the fourth highest odds to get to the Super Bowl. Really? From the NFC? Okay, it wouldn't be that good of a bet then. Shit, Plus oh, damn. I'm not sure how bad the NFC is. Really. Okay, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, there's like, I, I mean, there's not Vikings, that many good. Though. There's not that many good teams in the NFC, really. I mean, the 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 elite of the elite. You're talking about your your San Francisco's. You're talking about your Philly, obviously, and then who? Probably the Cowboys are third. You know, so I, if I'm Detroit, I'm not scared of any of those teams. I mean, Philly and San Francisco, if they're at their best, yeah, I'm. You know, those are really good football teams. But I'm not scared of any of those teams, and all the teams below them, I think are they're better than. So yeah, Detroit, baby. Super Bowl, here we come, Detroit. It's going to be a beautiful thing. But that's going to do it for us here on the House Call Sports Gridiron episode. Thank you guys so much for sitting with us for an hour and 20 minutes. God damn, this went too long. But thank you guys again so much for watching. Again, I'm going to give a shout-out to all of our sponsors real quick. The first one I'm going to give a shout-out to is sportmemorabilia.com. That's the one-stop shop to get all your authentic sporting merchandise. I got a couple of jerseys from there, some hats, a pullover-type long sleeve. Detroit Lions fans, if you want a Super Bowl T-shirt before they even win the Super Bowl, go to sportmemorabilia.com and get hit the link in the description to get all of your merchandise. We are also sponsored by Liquid IV. You go get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code at the checkout. That is 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at liquidiv.com. I love watermelon liquid ID. It is my go-to. I lift weights. I got two outdoor jobs here on Maui, Hawaii. It's super humid. The sun's always out. I'm always getting burnt. I'm always losing electrolytes. So you want to know what I do to replenish my electrolytes? I use liquid IV. I get three times the the electrolytes with liquid IV and get the great taste. I'm going to get some liquid IV right after this because I'm sweating my balls off in my apartment because I got all the windows closed with no fan on, okay? So hit the link in the description to get and use the promo code to get some liquid IV today. We are also sponsored by StubHub. No matter the event, StubHub has the tickets for you. StubHub sports concert and theater tickets as low as $6. The NFL is coming up, okay? It is coming up right around the corner. If you want to go watch your favorite team's NFL games, go to StubHub. Hit the link in the description to get your tickets at StubHub today. And if you are a bro who's up real early like I am, I was up at 3 a.m. this morning, okay? I am tired as shit right now, okay? If you're a bro who's up real early and you need a coffee company that's not only going to provide you with everything from award-winning roasts to your necessary equipment, that's your espresso machines, your grinders, your filters to your recipes, as well as a coffee to water ratio calculator, go to Coffee Bros website, whose link is in our description to get everything that you need that is coffee related. So go get Coffee Bros, bro. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate all your feedback. Detroit Lions fans, I want you in the comments right now telling me how you're going to get to the Super Bowl this year because you're going to be there. Okay, be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms as well. At the House Call Sports, we got Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, and Twitter. We've got merch. You can meet our crew. We've got blogs up on our website. Our website is www.thehousecall.com and that's going to be it for us. Peace! I think that's hopefully by the end of the month and that only makes their roster better. Um, Really the biggest thing with these Rangers...